Spring podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the spring. My name is Ethan, and I'm one of the worship leaders here. Uh, so, so now, if you would uh, go ahead and stand with me, if you are able, we are going to begin by uh, singing. Tide away, crashing over me, rushing in to meet me here. Your love is fierce, like a hurricane that I can't escape. Tearing through the atmosphere, your love. 
change to
Jesus, we gather this morning, we sing of, of your faithfulness, of how great your faithfulness is, that when things don't go right, when things uh, seem like there's so much going on, that, that your love remains, it doesn't waver. So Jesus, we thank you for your love, for your faithfulness, we pray this in your name. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Um, you're uh, welcome to read from the screen or get out your Bibles or on your phone, whatever you need. We'll follow with you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod called, Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went out on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart to be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I don't know if you know this, but today is the 12th day of Christmas. Did anybody know that? Oh, look at how good you are. Um, but before we get into all of that in the 12 days of Christmas, and I'm not going to sing for you in case you were wondering about that, um, I just have a quick question to sort of figure out where you all are. 
Um, who here put up their Christmas tree before Thanksgiving? Go ahead and own it. I did. I wait for the first snow, just so you know. Thank you, Rosanna. Okay. Who here put up your Christmas tree right after Thanksgiving? Okay. Who here put up their Christmas tree the week of Christmas? Anybody? You all had it on before, right? What I see all the time, which by the way, I'm going to just a little side note here. I feel like I have not seen Ethan and Roger and Joe for a while, and we're just so glad that you're in worship with us today. We love you all, right? It's been, it's been a minute. They're so fabulous. We're glad you're here today. It's just nice. It's just nice to see you. Um, anyway, um, going back to what I was talking, it's just I looked over and I saw how cute they all are. Aren't they adorable? I love them. Uh, going back to that. So I've seen on Facebook, it's, it was so funny this year, you know, people putting up their Christmas trees early. Did you, any of you see that? And other people were like heckling them and like giving them a hard time. Like, why are you doing this? It's a terrible idea. You know, and um, I personally, well, I feel that you can put up your Christmas tree at any time you want to. Um, Jeremy's grandmother, she's passed away now, but Ruthie, uh, Mama Ruthie, kept her Christmas tree up all year long. Anybody? She would just change the decorations for the season, like 4th of July, right? <laughs> it was so fun. Um, so it's totally acceptable. You have heard it from me. I said it last year. I'm saying it again this year. It is totally acceptable for you to keep your Christmas tree up as long as you want to. In fact, at least until the 12th day of Christmas, which is why ours is still up. You're welcome. I've given you permission now you can't get mad about it, right? The pastor said it, it should be true. If you need a little more time with your beautiful tree, then you can be like Ruthie and keep it up all year. That's fine too. But today is the 12th day of Christmas because it's Epiphany Sunday. Anybody here know that? I mean, it was on the front of the bulletin that you read, right? Epiphany Sunday. So Epiphany comes from this sort of... Um, it's like a Greek and Roman word. Um, it's a context, but it was um, originally designed when there was a public appearance of like a state official, right? Here's where it got epiphany. Of course, we use it much differently now. Um, the literal meaning of epiphany is to manifest or to show forth or to clarify. Um, based on this definition, the first century church, so the brand new church that came, embraced the term as a designation for the manifestation the brilliant appearance of Jesus Christ in the flesh for the world. In fact, there are those pastors, and I would be one of them, that would say that Epiphany Sunday is one of the most important Sundays of the year. Because this is the Sunday that we celebrate that God came down in flesh and we got it. And we realized it, right? So Christmas is about his birth and all those wonderful things. The Epiphany is when we get it, when we understand it. It's also um, when typically the three wise men or, I mean, there's lots of arguments about that, right? Were they wise men? Were they magi? Were they, you know, astrologers? Were, you know, what, what were they? But that's when they came to bring the gifts to Christ. Now, popular belief and how it's depicted in most nativity scenes is what? That the three wise men showed up that night. That would have been really cool, but i got to tell you, that didn't happen. 
It was a few years later, between two and five years later, that the Magi showed up and found Jesus. So he would have been like a toddler, right? Did you guys know that? I've shared some of that with you before. Um, so these three kings, these Magi, they saw a star in the east, and they were learned men, okay? So they were people who um, studied all of these things of, of, of the world, of science, of history, of astrology, of religion. All those things were sort of combined, and that's what these magi did. So we know that the star in the eastern, which way is east? Anybody? We know, uh, gosh, we should do, okay. So, yeah, everyone's pointing a different way. Does somebody have a compass on their phone? Like, there's this, 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 this. Good Lord. Okay, we need to do like a north. I mean, I feel like this is north because it's the front. This is north. The eastern, this way, this way, oh my good, sweet baby Jesus. Okay, rises in the east, sets in the west, there's the sun. Okay, help me Jesus, find the east. We know that the star in the eastern sky, somewhere, right, was this guiding light for this group of foreigners to, to seek out um, this long-awaited Messiah. So Herod, who um, was, was considered sort of the king of the Jews at the time, um, he's the so-called king, um, assumed that these men had these magical powers, right? And um, secured their services to try to seek out the child when they came to him. He was determined to destroy Jesus because he was so threatened that there would be someone that would usurp him. Um, the other part of this that we don't talk about often is the terrible massacre that happened because of Herod trying to get rid of Jesus and killed any baby that was born during this time period. It was awful, right? But these wise men, they go and they, they seek out Jesus. Now, they're not Jewish. I think that's important to note. They're not Jewish. They are from other faiths, but they recognized that this great thing was happening, and they went to seek him out. And they gave these costly gifts, frankincense, gold, myrrh, gave these costly gifts to the child. So during the month of January, our job as the church and our primary goal is for people to connect with this idea that when you first realize that Jesus Christ was flesh and blood, human being, and also divine, that you are to remember um, what it is that Jesus has done for your life and connect that with the new things that you're going to do. Because when you became a Christian, you became new. And so you need to do new things, right? And so in January, that's what we, that we work on. The people of faith, we try to connect with Jesus doing new things in our life and us doing new things. Epiphany Sunday is one of the most important Sundays because this is when we celebrate that we actually got it, that we figured it out. I mean, do you remember the first time when you realized that Jesus Christ was Jesus Christ? 
about that for a second. When was the first time, do you remember, when you figured out that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior in your life? You know, some people um, have always had Jesus in their life. I am one of those people. Um, I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't have Jesus. I grew up in the church. I've always been a part of the church. That's just who I am. But I know that there are other stories that people have of this journey where, you know, they maybe were unbelievers or they were on the fence. They're agnostic, right? Or um, that, that Jesus came to them after a, a terrible circumstance or something that happened in their life. But do you remember when you got it who Jesus Christ was? Do you remember that feeling? That's what we're celebrating today. You know, one of the great things about being a pastor is I have gotten to witness um, people realizing that God is in their life. That's been an amazing part of the ministry that I have. If it's a young person going through confirmation or an older person um, who's always been on the fence or even a person of another faith. Um, I one time got to witness a Buddhist who became Christian. It was coolest thing in my life, right? I remember when I was an associate pastor at Pleasant Hill like forever ago, I was also in charge of the youth because I was nuts, okay? Super important for you to know that. And we had a lock-in on Halloween night because I was nuts um, for the middle school and the high school kids. Um, the, the church that I served had this huge gym and we were gonna, um, we had music and we had games and we wanted a safe place for kids to go, um, older kids on Halloween night, and not get up to shenanigans, okay? So it was a great idea. We had about 100 kids show up. This was a tradition that the church had done for the last, I don't even know, like 10 years or something before. And the part of the tradition was that they would invite um, the other churches in the area and their youth groups to come and be a part of our youth group. But I gotta tell you something, here's something new. When Pastor Laura shows up, I don't mean to talk in third person, but when I showed up, as a female pastor, lots of the other churches in town did not like that. I know you're shocked by that. Are you shocked by that? Lots of these other churches didn't like that. Uh, in fact, there's only one church that sent their youth group to the Halloween um, party, and that was the Disciples of Christ. And after worship that evening and beautiful music and this uh, amazing sermon that, um, that Pastor and I did together, which was a huge expression and, and very amazing at the time because he was the only pastor that accepted me which was cool outside of our own faith our own denomination we decided to do communion now I'm going to set this up for you it was Halloween right remember I said it was Halloween I was dressed up you want to know what I was dressed up as super important Corella DeVille just put that in your head put it in your head white black robe my sister had made me. I was super cool. And we got done preaching. I was in full gear the whole time. And we served communion at midnight for a hundred kids. And a hundred kids from all over the town. We invited them to come and be a part of communion. That's one of the things that Methodists, we do well. Okay, we get it. We get that God's grace goes before us. We get it that God's grace surrounds us, and we don't kick anybody from the table. 
foolish things about me and Ephesus, okay? And the disciples of Christ agreed with us. And so we invited these kids to come forward. And how do you normally take communion? You get in a line, right? You walk down the line. Thank you. You kneel. You go back. That's what you're supposed to do. These kids, most of which didn't go to church anywhere, did not know how to do that. So what happened is I'm standing at the front with the pastor, and we are rushed by about 100 kids who all want communion first. That's the coolest thing I've ever done. supposed to be in the line. How cool is that, right? There are many people in your life that may be like these three wise men who have seen something in you before you even realized it yourself. Have seen God working in you and have come to celebrate that. I like to call these kind of people star people. Because they're your stars, right? In helping you in your faith, in your journey. If you know someone, Jesus is real. And he came be on board with whatever it is, but Jesus Christ came for all of us and nobody nobody gets to take that away. Even the three wise men got it. Here's what's the kingdom that has come. So is there someone in your life that has helped lead you to Jesus Christ, your star person. I want you to think about that today. And I'm going to challenge you to reach out to them, if they're still living, if you are able, and thank them for helping you on your journey. Then I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to be that person for somebody else. I want to challenge you to do that. To share your faith help to guide someone. God has already placed those people in your life. They may be your family, they may be your children, or your grandchildren, your nieces or your nephews, they may be neighbors or friends or people that you go to school with or that your kids went to school with. God has placed those people in your life for you to be the star person, to help guide them to Jesus Christ. That is our job, that is our main goal as Christians, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That is our job. That is who we are as United Methodists, and that does not change, no matter what happens in the news. Okay? We are to make disciples, share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone around us. Can you do that this day? I challenge you. Two things. One, if that person is still living who has helped you in your life, go to them. Thank them. Tell them how important they are to you. Do that this week. Second, look for somebody 
to help to guide because God has already placed them in your life. Will you pray with me? Gracious and awesome God, you have gone to amazing lengths to announce Christ to the world, to announce that Jesus Christ loves everybody. We ask your blessing this day. Help us to lead others to you. In your awesome name we pray. Amen.
enjoying this week's message, please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab. listening to this week's podcast of the spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great week.